Welcome back to our special Valentine's edition of the Four Fat Fatties. Today, our theme is love, lust, and learning, and we want to talk about all things relationships, <laughs> sex, Let's and also... Can we sing that? Yeah, I think we can do away with that one. And also just how we learned all that stuff, because as much as the movies might want to tell us, these things don't come naturally sometimes. Uh, there's a lot of learned <laughs> things that happen over our years. Um, so we want to talk about all of that with you this week. My name is Rebecca. I'm Allie. Maria. Alyssa. And let's get started. <laughs> You're welcome for that. Okay. <laughs> and let's get started. This week. <laughs> this week, <laughs> I'm alone. <laughs> so maybe what we could start with is our relationship statuses, because people might not know. Um, so I am single, uh, dating-ish. The last date I went on was in January, like around the first week of January, and it went well until he ghosted me afterwards. <laughs> and I have some man friends that I occasionally see. Man friends. Um, but they're not men that I'm like pursuing any kind of romantic relationship. Manly friends. The men, the men, man friends. Gentlemen callers, if you will. <laughs> Suiters. End of the night. Um, so like, you know, I see some men sometimes. But they let our dogs out and then they let our dogs out. <laughs> Sorry, mom. I don't want to watch this one. Um, but that's my relationship status at the moment. Oh, my turn? Your turn. Okay, well, we obviously talked about this last week, but um, I am both in the middle of a divorce and I have a boyfriend. Um, very amicable, 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 amicable divorce. Great guy, just not my guy. My guy, yeah, um, and great boyfriend. Love him very much. Met him online. Um, he lives in Chicago, so I only get to see him every couple of months. But that just makes it great when I do. So, <laughs> yeah, that's my life. <laughs> um, I'm a mess. Uh, going through it in the middle of a separation. Also seeing someone and he's real great he's also a little gremlin but he's real cute yeah messy bessie over here your turn <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm kind of boring i'm just married i've been with my um <laughs> uh, i'm married to firefighter billy. Firefighter we, billy we've been married um we got married in 2020 so it's been this is our fourth year married, but we've been together, uh, I think this summer will be 11 years. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. When I say boring, I mean boring. No. No. Billy's great. God, we, <laughs> we love love, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> we love love. Tell us about that duffel bag. I'm kidding. What duffel bag? No, I'm kidding. Not yet. Oh. You're not boring. <laughs> not in this segment. You're not boring. You're not boring. Not We'll save that for the next part. Oh, I just got really red. It goes Follow with the theme. Out. It goes with the theme. So, getting into it, mm-hmm. as you know, this is love, lust, and learning. Our first little section is about love. Do-do-do. What that means to you. Dove flying. Kisses, hearts. I think to get us started with love, I think I would say, like, I am, like, your generic, like, I love my husband. You know, like. I love that for you. What does that feel like? (laughs) 
And how does that make you feel? It's it's the it's the feeling of wanting to never see someone again and also can't living a day without them Relatable. at the same exact yes. time. I think I think I knew I was in love when me and Billy were able to go like head to head in like a full out brawl and then everything be okay after it. Yes. I was like, oh, this is it for the long haul. I will say something um, I said in our vows when we got married and something that I take a lot of pride in is we're, I don't believe in soulmates. There are people who do and I totally respect that, but I, I don't believe in the concept. I believe that me and Billy saw something in each other that we wanted to invest in and we put in a lot of time and energy into making our relationship work for us. Um, and it, it was a job. It was, it wasn't, it was not easy. I mean, there were times where I didn't know how we were going to make past the hurdle or get to the other side or anything, but, uh, I think we were just committed to the other person and figuring it out. So yeah. I think that's, I don't know. I think that's like the cookie cutter idea of love. No, I think that's far more than cookie cutter. Yeah. Cookie cutter is hallmark that tells you you meet the cute boy at the tree farm and then you fall in love forever in okay. a small town okay. and it just works out no yeah. matter what yeah and then there's a small little argument and then everything works out and yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. you get the girl you lose the girl you get the girl back and then you yes. guys run the tree farm but real <laughs> true love does take a lot it takes yeah. time it takes effort it takes commitment it takes somebody to show up every day for you and say that you're my person and no matter what happens like this is what it is and i think that's where we struggle is that we've learned that you can invest and keep putting in and keep trying and keep doing all these things and sometimes they're just not your person and you yeah. deserve better so I love how that came out of you so like the conviction with which you said that to her was just like it was so refreshing to hear that from <laughs> you because it's like I I love that for you I love that for you. I love that for both of us right yeah. now. And I realize that I'm saying that like a cross. And then I'm very sorry. But I love that for both of us right now that we literally have been going through. Obviously, a, a separation is not fun. A divorce is not fun. You know, whether whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, it, it, it is, you know, there's there's loss there. There is grief to be had. There's to be felt, whatever. But there's change. There's yeah. change. Change is hard. Yeah, there's change. There's loss. There's, there's, there's. All of the there's the there's... life that you that you thought you were gonna have, the life that you no longer have, and but then hearing that conviction that you have in your voice of just like you know this is what I'm this is what I'm learning this is what this is what love feels like to me now and this is what I'm not willing to accept anymore. It's like yeah, this is what mm. yeah, it's, it's pretty it's powerful. It's hard though. Like, yeah, it really is hard. Like you can love somebody as hard as you want, but if there's if you're not getting that back. There's nothing there, and it's not worth going forward with. So love isn't always mm. about just giving yourself completely and just taking the scraps and praying that it'll change and being, like, so devoted to this one thing at the detriment of yourself. Like, love is truly choosing each other every day and doing whatever it takes to show up for that person and make them know that you're there yeah, regardless. I think something else I've learned through separation, the divorce, the new relationship, everything, is that we truly all do have our own love languages. <laughs> and 
And it's not so much like, oh, my love language is touch, my love language is gifts, my love language is acts of service. It's actually in the ways that we communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't realize how much I really needed someone who wanted to speak my language. Mm-hmm. And again, not someone who wanted to give me gifts, someone who wanted, like, I, I, I have, I have just so many amazing things to say about my ex-husband. Yeah. He's just a wonderful person. And and he treated me very well, but we did not speak the same language. Right. And I had spent my whole life within a dysfunctional family and then within a dysfunctional relationship where I was constantly having to translate myself. And now being in a relationship where somebody isn't constantly like, I don't understand, I don't understand, I don't understand. And but I bought you this. But I bought you this. I you appreciative. <laughs> yeah. 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 Where it's like, I don't, yeah, I don't have to translate myself. I don't have to do the extra mental work to just. I think it's the difference between being like, I don't get you and being like, I want to understand you. Please yes. help me. Yeah. And that's the difference between putting in the effort and trying and knowing that this is your person. You'll do whatever it takes, even if that's hard. Versus, well, I bought you a purse. Like, why are you so ungrateful? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just so different. So. What more do you want? Yeah. I don't know. To have a pleasant conversation? <laughs> to exist comfortably and not feel like I'm on eggshells every day? Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to ask Rebecca a question. Yeah. As someone who, you said that you have not been in love. Yeah. Is it, is it something that you think about often? Is it something that you that you want to experience do you feel like you need to experience I don't know I just kind of yeah I definitely feel like I'm open to love but not I was just thinking about some of these things you all were saying and I was just like I have not experienced that um I've never been in love I have yet to date a man who's willing to show up for me ever mm-hmm. and and through the dating I've been doing I feel like I am constantly disappointed and so what I do is I expect nothing you know and I'm like let's just have a good time um but I have yet to meet a man who who literally cares about me to an extent to show up for me they might be sexually attracted to me they might want to have fun with me um I I I struggle with it because I joke a lot that like I start hating men I I really try not to hate a whole gender um (laughs) but I my experience has shown me that men only show up for me if there's something I'm giving them in return and in return I do not feel like I have been capable of having any kind of close relationship with a man outside of some family members yeah um and so, you know, like a guy who wants to show up and like commit through things. I, I do tend to find that I am attracted to men who are able to express their emotions and such, but I also can feel tricked by them. Mm-hmm. The last guy I dated for like four months, he spoke the talk. Like he, he talked yeah. the talk, yeah. you know, he, he talked about wanting deep relationships. He talked about looking at his behaviors and trying to come back with something better. And then he dropped me like a hat you know like he he and then he literally never talked to me again after after me spending four months being a human with him and I think my defense mechanism is why give myself away you know I feel I feel tricked it's like yeah it's exhausting to be emotionally vulnerable with people right we've been even talking about it in the podcast setting we're not even looking at people in the face like right we're looking at each other and being vulnerable in a safe space 
and even recording more than an episode in a day, we're like, yeah. <laughs> I need yeah. to dissociate yeah. for a little bit. Yeah. Like it's it's really heavy. So I can't I can't imagine like going through that feels like a jungle gym, right? Yeah. Where you're oh, like trying to navigate who who's worthy of hearing more and do yeah. they prove themselves and then Yeah. And it's and it's absolutely not uh, an experience that's unique to me. I know I know so many other women who are single who are not finding men who seem to genuinely want to find a connection. Who I, I know so many women who men ghost them, berate them, etc. Like I know it's not just me, and yet like there's a part of me that's like, but why me? Like why mm. why am I not able to have this experience that a lot of people have? Which is to love and be loved in return, you know? And I think um, it's sometimes, like, I say that some people have lived, like, two or three lives in the time I've lived one because I've seen people have, like, multiple deep romantic relationships. And I'm like, how how is it seemingly, in my mind, so easy for them to find someone who wants to invest time in them? And I don't. I also do say that I'm not easy to date because I'm not going to, I don't want service. So I'd rather not date you. Yeah, don't waste my time. Yeah, again, I can handle a man friend. (laughs) They got to be a respectful, cool man friend, you know, but I will not romanticize someone that should not be romanticized. Period. Can I also say how proud of I am of you for that? For knowing your self-worth and knowing what you deserve and not settling for it. Yeah. Because I can say for myself, I think for you as well, that a lot of us do settle. We've fallen into that mindset of, you have to take what you're given because you are the fat girl and you can only, t- this is what you have. So you, oh, you should be so grateful Yeah. because you don't deserve anything else. And if you don't want this, then you can be alone forever. It's almost a two-sided mm-hmm. coin. I think sometimes I'm like, why me? And the other side, I'm like, this is my choice. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, mm-hmm. like I haven't fallen in love and that sucks sometimes. Like I would love to fall in love with yeah. someone and have them be loved in return. But I've chosen to be single because I've not received that. Yeah. And I'm okay being single if I'm not receiving it. Exactly. Like I'll, I'll never fake it. Yeah. I'll never I'll never accept the fake version of it. And maybe this is the hallmark version of me talking, but I would at least hope for you in the long run that that pays off so much yeah. that you look back and you go, I'm glad I didn't change a thing. Right. Yeah. That's what I hope I, for like, you. I feel the exact same way. And I don't think it's very, like, I don't think it's hallmark. I don't think it's woo-woo because... Or maybe it is. I don't know. But because I'm now on this other side of this where, like, I do feel so well-loved and just something I've never experienced before that, like, of course, yes, I would be devastated if I lost it. But it's something that if I did lose it, like, I would – it would just be something that I've been so fucking grateful that I had it. I know – I knew what it was. Mm -hmm. And, like, I would never – ever ever settle for anything below it right you know and so I don't think that that's I don't I don't know like I I yes I I understand well again I say that I understand but you know I I I haven't been on the same journey as you but you know sure I can I can see how you know being in your mid-30s yes wanting to fall in love but like I do love the conviction that you have behind I, I haven't felt it and I'm not going to settle for less than that. And like, now that I have felt it, please don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, in that same vein with Rebecca, so she and I are very much 
polar opposites. Like we're yin and yang. We really are. She will resist it. Like she doesn't want it. No hard pass. As where I, I just believe in love so hard, and I just want it, and I'm just like, I drink it up. <laughs> so like I do find myself in long term committed relationships because I'm constantly just like fighting so hard to hold on to that love. And I'm now in a new relationship, and I feel that again, and I'm very scared, but I'm hopeful. I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> but I'm so hopeful that it'll be good, and, like, I found somebody who will actually, like, fight through the hard times with me. And I know he's a fighter, clearly. <laughs> but we'll see. But You got emotional when you were saying that. I know. Oh, <laughs> No, I want to know. Why does that bring up a lot for you? I mean, it's scary. Yeah, I don't want to be the girl who's been through a million divorces. Like, hello, Ooh. like another Elizabeth Taylor in the house. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's what I aspire to. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I if I have to be Elizabeth Taylor, like I need to at least marry one rich dude. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> well, I think that's what they we think, also like, would like for you to marry a rich dude. <laughs> I, think, I think that does though say like one of the differences. Like, right? Because like if I start dating, it might take me a couple years to think. Okay, I can maybe think marriage. Whereas Maria might immediately be like, or not immediately, but very quickly be like, I'm dating you for marriage, you know? And whereas I'm like, I'm going to date for a while and figure out if I want marriage. I mean, not necessarily for marriage. Like, but you go I towards long term. married has been like, we were together five years and then it ended poorly. Then I was together with somebody now for the last 10 years and yeah, it ended yeah. poorly. Mm-hmm. And now it's, I don't know, we're quite a bit into this yeah. one too. And I'm not looking to marriage anytime soon. Like, obviously okay. I need to wrap up everything out yeah. first. <laughs> But like the government's saying pause. Well, also like the government has failed me in yes, so many ways. Yes. Like, That's why I'm like governmental marriage. I don't even know. I don't know how I feel about like, that. I don't, I don't either now yeah. because I really don't know that I need a marriage anymore to mm-hmm. feel like I'm in love. What I need mm-hmm. and what I think a marriage was to me was that commitment mm-hmm. that I didn't feel like I was getting otherwise. So it was like, oh, look, now there's a, a piece of paper that proves it. Like mm-hmm. they do love me yeah. as opposed to just like, feeling it and knowing it in my soul they're showing in their actions right and so I think there was definitely a disconnect and now I'm just trying to believe in it not in the institution oh yeah for sure and do you think too like I think for me part of my desire for because I didn't I didn't grow up with a like oh I can't wait to get married I can't wait you know for the whole big you know shebang the wedding and everything where I did know girls who like they spent their whole lives planning their wedding right like their entire life was a walking Pinterest board and like and no shade on that at all right but like that just wasn't me and um but then I did kind of get caught up in well I have to put on the big wedding because look everybody that's what you do somebody wants to marry me they said that I had to hang on to the one guy who wanted to marry me and like they're See, I was gonna be I lucky. Like I see, look, everybody, look. Somebody wanted to that marry me. So look at, look at the dress. Look at the this. Look at me. Look at me. That marker of success. It yeah. really is. Oh. And, and I do know that that's not exclusive to fat girls. But mm. again, it, it did kind of feel performative. It's it, looking back I, now. I do think there is an added layer. There of is that right one, though, because right. it's like 
you'll never find love if you look like that, sweetie. Yeah. Maybe don't eat the second croissant. Well, and we talked about our experiences <laughs> yeah. in high school dating in a previous episode, right? Like, I mean, no wonder we would feel so, so prized because someone would want to marry us yeah, after right. that experience of yeah. people not claiming us proudly, publicly, et cetera, right? Yeah. And so when someone does, it can equate to a very big feeling. And then even feeling. if you think about our trolls now, like how often do they say... And all of you are single. Yeah, it is a very yeah. quick burn. You, and I'm you like, I haven't LOL. watched any of this. Like, <laughs> no, that's And like, again, like that is like the most like, and like that's the worst thing that we could be. No, it's not. We, no. we could be you. We could be trolls. Right. Um, we hate ourselves <laughs> enough to be mean to other people on the internet. Exactly. Um, but Hard yeah, facts. I, I, just, I do. Looking back now, like I feel, I do feel like it was a little bit performative. Like I, I had to. Look, I'm proving I, I did it. Somebody loves me, right? Yes. Where now, like similar to what you said, like I don't, I don't look at marriage like that anymore. It's sure I, I understand the the fight for marriage equality for yes. you know the the benefits and all of that kind of great stuff. But for me, it it really is like I don't necessarily need it. I don't need the. I don't need the dress. The I don't need the yeah. I don't need the validation. It's like some. I do. I have like. I have someone who loves me so well and I love him so much and like if I just know that we're gonna love each other for the rest of our lives that what more do you need that works out for if me you want to have a party you can still have a party hell yeah <laughs> I'm having like a panic moment hearing you <gasps> say that because I mean I got I got a one-of-a-kind I got Billy and he's amazing and I still feel like I need it the, the validation, validation. Mm. and the marriage well, that's okay. and the and I and I definitely know I think the reason I'm panicking is I'm like oh it's not because I don't trust him or I need more from him yeah it's it's like my own insecurities so like as you're talking I'm like oh no I need that oh I need that more oh I it's what society tells us I mean yes. and that insecurity comes from somewhere like it's right. embedded in us but it's it's given in society right to feel that way 100% I just even think the idea of that like I went through the marriage and the day before the wedding and the day after the wedding were copy and paste the exact same thing nothing changed and yet I still like the idea of not doing it makes me very uncomfortable Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That's okay. The thing is, like, again, we're, we're not saying discomfort. No, I know. Wrong. I'm like, mm, I'm gonna bring this up in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> write that down. Yeah, write it down. But there's there's nothing wrong with the 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 tradition of it. There's nothing wrong with the um with any of it, right? I I just I think that I think maybe for us, we've just having gone through it, we know now that we might. We either might have done it differently or we might feel like we might not have to do it again. For yes. sure. I think it's, I think for me sitting here, it's speaking to like the growth for you guys, yeah. right? Like it's very much not anything to do with the relationship part. I'm like, oh no, that's a me thing. Yeah. Right? Versus I'm seeing like the growth for you to be like, okay, I went from being thankful for any relationship and holding on to it so tight to now being like, I don't really need it. Right. And I think that's, Badass. Well, and I struggle too in a certain way because a, I'm not insecure about being single until I feel like other people make me being single a thing, and like especially for like I don't know, there was a moment where we were sitting around with everyone's partners, all right, and I was a single one. I think I made a joke because I was very aware that I was the single. Like I felt like you know the added wheel, and people joke about that, right, and. 
there was a moment where like, but you have your man friend, right? And I was like, I do. And yeah, I can feel that moment for me and for everyone else being like, you're not unfuckable. You're not like undesirable, <laughs> right? And I almost feel like it has to be argued. Like, like I know you're single, but it's not because you're ugly and no one wants you and da 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 right? But like, it's almost like I have to be validated by myself or by others because again, that singleness kind of comes with its own thought, especially at an older age. You know, like if I was 25 and single, no one would think about it. I feel like, you know, but because I'm 35 and single, there is this what's wrong with you kind of thing. Um, And even like in dating people like, well, why are you single? And I'm like, why are you single? Like, because like we haven't found someone, you know? Um, But I, what I notice is there, I feel that insecurity with myself too. Like it's, it's not just something people place on me. It's insecurity. I feel myself whenever I see like Instagrammers, do like the boyfriend reacts or like mm-hmm. they're dancing with their boyfriend in the background. There's a part of me that gets the ick. Yeah. But I think I think it's both I get the ick, but it's also not a validation available to me. Mm. And so like there's an ick on two ends. Like there's a yeah. I don't like it because I feel like we're having to play into this idea of like look we're desi- we're desirable too. And I hate that we have to like prove that. And then there's also like that's not something that I get to be validated through like I don't have yeah. a man you know and I even noticed myself saying something the other day about one of my man friends that was trying to be like look people will think something else if they saw that that's who someone I could be with you know like I noticed I validated myself in that moment too by how what I like when I was saying that he's so hot like look at me I got this really <laughs> hot guy you know and and so I, I play into it myself sometimes I my feelings are not resolved from it there's there's definitely a, a feeling of it being placed on me and I'm angry about it. And then there's some internal thoughts that mm-hmm. still exist from that, you know, that I haven't moved through yet. Sure. Yeah. All right. Feel good about oh, it? I guess I gotta go therapy. Oh, <laughs> you let out a lot of feelings there. I'm very proud of you. Speaking of feeling things. And speaking of <laughs> getting hot men. <laughs> I'm assuming this brings us to lust. Venture <laughs> into lust, shall we? <laughs> How many sex toys do you have? <laughs> oh, I was okay. So, <laughs> I have sex a toys. large collection um, and a boyfriend, so I. <laughs> you know, what? I did get a couple for myself, surprisingly, from Target. Target has a decent sex I toy. Agree, they do. I was not aware. They, they have what? They have a brand. They have a brand that sells some. And they're pretty good quality, and they have uh, multiple different types of depending on what kind of you want or need. Mm-hmm. Um, I only have a couple, and I really don't reach for them very often. Like I don't, I'm not that into them. Same. But the ones I have, I feel like are good. I agree. I have to admit that I, my ADHD does not allow me to be great with my toys because what happens is I'll charge all of them, right, and then I'll go through them one by one. And it's like, oh, it's okay. I don't need to charge this one. I have another one that's charged. Oh, it's okay. I don't need to charge this one. I have another one that's charged. And then by the time I get to the last one, I'm like, you goddamn bitch. <laughs> past Allie. I was like, was past Allie. I was like, that's Allie. future Allie's problem. <laughs> and now I'm like, past Allie, you've done me wrong. I do that with gas, but not my sex toys. <laughs> I do that with gas, sex toys. You name it. My flat tires on my car. You know, it's fine. It's fine. Um, where are we going? Sex Lust. toys. We did Lust. talk about, yeah. Lust. We could talk about more about sex toys. Y'all want to say anything else about sex toys? I feel like we should, I want to talk about these things because I don't think that there's enough 
fat women talking no, about that. There's not fat women talking about pleasure and having sex and feeling good because apparently there's a lot of people on the internet that think that we're all just very lonely and single and we're not diddling ourselves. So um, there's also a lot of people on the internet who want to diddle with us. Um, so yeah. it goes, you know, twofold. There's <laughs> so many, so many, and, and some then, very interesting messages. Yeah, and then there's you know self-pleasure which obviously we talk about toys right and like being comfortable giving yourself pleasure and all the stuff that comes along with that let's get into it <laughs> came back around to it oh, back around. i'm gonna let's start us off okay well, what turns you on <laughs> <laughs> i feel like we have to like we have to go gently with Alyssa here yeah right i feel like i'm panicking a little internally okay let's I'll go first. first okay right. yeah i can go first maria so tell us I'm so silly. Like I'm I'm so just innocent and sweet. And like the way I get most turned on is like you push me down and like make out with me or like pull me on your lap and make out with me and I'm like puddle done. Okay. You like Whatever a good kiss. you want. Mm-hmm. I like good kisses, good make out sessions. Like that's when I feel the most like mm, yes, this is nice. Yeah. <laughs> and I like a little bit of. You can't come until I tell you to. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Wait, for you or for him? Like you're telling him or he's telling you? He's telling me. Yes. Yeah. Okay. hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yes. A hundred percent. Okay. With you. Hell yes. Hell yes. When I was a kid, anytime a kissing scene would come up on TV, and if I was like with my family watching it, I would literally get onto the carpet and roll around and giggle and be like, "Oh my gosh!" And, like, oh, <laughs> and I still feel that way in an adult woman sometimes. <laughs> Grow um, up, Rebecca. I know. <laughs> I was a virgin until I was twenty-seven, and so you know, I really. I did have some early sexual experience, got thoroughly shamed for it in the public school mm-hmm. system, and then also became like totally desexualized myself based on how others behave toward me and myself. Um, and I was like the hidden girl that only would talk to you. People would only talk to online sexually, okay? So I had very repressed sexual feelings for a long time. And it wasn't until I was 27 that I met someone that I felt safe to explore with. Um, and I feel like I'm definitely been on, what, an eight-year journey to understand myself sexually from that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still experiencing that. I'm still figuring out what I like. Um, what's interesting is I used to not let anyone touch me. I didn't want anyone to touch me. And I still have some parts I don't like being touched. I don't like having this part of me touched because I have heroticism or heritism, heritism, whatever. I get facial hair, all right? I, it, it makes me feel not feminine. If a man touches my face in a loving way, all I can think of is he might feel stubble. And so, like, that makes me pull back immediately. I had to get over that for the rest of my body. You know, like my first instinct is do not touch me. Do not touch me because I get so nervous. Yep, babe. Um, I know. And like, I have to tell myself, you can't feel it. But like, I have that insecurity. Mm-hmm. I just um, need it too. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's I okay. Want to I'm literally holding. I want to be able to sit here and tell you, like, I can't feel it. And I'm sitting here. I'm looking at you, and you're beautiful. And I always think that you're beautiful. And I don't think a man would sit here and be like, hmm. Well, I did have a, a boy in, in high school on the bus be like, you Fuck have a beard. Boy. Yeah, because high school boys are. 
Because Awful. they're known for for their tact. Awful, right? yeah. And, like, I do have a beard, but it's, like, okay. You know? Like, I can't get a beard if I really want to. I'll, I'll go toe-to-toe beard, beard throwdown with any of you dudes who I need to do it with, okay? <laughs> but, you know, it's funny because now touch is a very big part of it. Like, I, I definitely recognized I don't like hard touch. I don't like painful touch. I like very sensual, loving touch. I like very reassuring touch. Like if you're in the car with me and you have your hand, you squeeze my thigh or, you know, you come up behind me and your hands in the small of my back or on my, the top of my butt or even doing an arm, you know, I want very reassuring, loving touches. Um, and I am probably going to get turned on and or feel like you're open for some schmexy time <laughs> if you are giving me gentle touches. Um, I need to be touched first. I'm not an initiator. So if someone else touches me, then I then see it's open for me to touch back. And I'm still learning to touch a guy because the first guy I was with, I was with for like three years. Um, again, still didn't commit to me, but three years on and off. Um, and he had psoriasis and there were right and wrong ways to touch him. And they were not explicitly told to me. I would find mm-hmm. out during. And so I just stopped touching. And um, so I'm still learning to reciprocate touch. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I feel like some men have taken as a sign of me not being interested is because I'm not reciprocating touch enough. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I love to be shoved against the wall. But <laughs> kind of similar. I mean, but like, I, I like a balance. I do like a balance. I, um, I am learning through exploration uh, that I do, I do like, I do like to be a little dominant or dominated, not dominant. I like to be dominated because I feel like what I've learned is that I have, I have such a dominant personality, like in not bedroom life. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, you know, I'm very, very confident, very, you know, I'm very loud, very outspoken, very, I have a dominant personality. Right. And so what I've learned is that I, I like to then go into the be- the bedroom and not yeah. be myself. Yeah. You can, you can <laughs> Just remove because... that part of you and, and, yes. and enjoy another part of yes. yourself. And yeah. it's like, it's become this like whole new experience for me where it's like, I, I don't have to be like in charge. I don't have to be in charge. Yeah. I don't have to be like, I'm just getting tossed around this man. Y'all, he lifted me up. I've been lifted up too. He... And I'm like, Oh, he lifted my ass all the way up and I was like going up like what is happening here okay but like he just throws me around like a fucking rag doll and I'm like like I'll be lifted and I'm like no don't do it you're going to hurt yourself I don't like that see and I but I have that too a little bit but at the same time like I mean it's your funeral whatever And most men will be like, bury me, it's fine. Like, seriously. But like I I'm just like I'm getting tossed around like a rag doll and I'm like, I love this for me. But like I have learned, like, I, I'm learning again through exploration that like there's there is a balance that I like, but I'm yeah, there's there is some pain and pleasure dynamics mm-hmm. and very much I there's some permission aspects, mm-hmm. some like yes sir no sir kind of stuff and um i'm into it do i have daddy issues yeah <laughs> is james healing those yeah for sure <laughs> i don't have daddy issues and i still right. enjoy yeah so <laughs> loving that for me mm-hmm. um but yeah i 
my sexual journey was, and we, you know, we talked about this in an earlier episode, but it, you know, I was one of those that once I popped, I couldn't stop because I, I took from the men in my life that I was only worthy of one thing, um, because they did not want to take me on dates. They did not want to be seen with me in public, but they definitely wanted to come to my dorm room and fuck me. Um, and, um, it would be really tough to, uh, you know, try to be like, Oh, well, you know, am I going to see you again? Or like, am I going to hear from you? Oh, you know, I'm not really, I'm, I'm just, I'm just hanging out. I'm just, you know, keeping things casual. And then like the next week they have a girlfriend and they're, yeah. they're the complete opposite of what I look like. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard not to internalize those things, right? right? It's hard not to, it's hard not to see that pattern and see that happen so many times to not think, well, if I looked like those other girls, right. would I be taken out on dates? Would I be, you know, out in public and not just, you know, hey you up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I did let, I am embarrassed of some of the ways that I let men treat me. There was a guy um, uh, at the restaurant I worked at that for like a year and a half, I let this guy, like he was my quote unquote fuck buddy, right? And like, I just let him absolutely treat me like total garbage. And I was so in love with him. I was so in love with him. He was the bartender and he was um, just like total ladies man. Everybody, like everybody loved him. Everybody had a crush on him. He was sleeping with everybody, right? Um, and I just like, he he wouldn't even, he wouldn't even kiss me after we were done. Like as soon as we were done, he, that we was done. it. He's like, all right, high five. Like get on out of here. I- I literally had a man once leave my bed and be out the door before I could roll over and get out of the bed. 100%. And, <laughs> and he, I was like, I have never felt lower. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I, but I kept going back to this guy because mm-hmm. it was like, for me, it was like, well, at least, you know, the hot bartender wants to fuck me. So mm-hmm. at least that's something, right? Um, I did let, I let a lot of guys treat me pretty shitty. But I also, I, I, I also kind of stuck around in like long-term things for a while too. Um, more as like security blankets, I guess. But yeah, I had a lot of very um, unsatisfying sexual encounters. Same. Yeah, <laughs> definitely same. Um, a lot of not asking for what I wanted. A lot of just letting them do their thing and then not really getting anything in return. And not speaking up for my side of it. Because female pleasure is also very important. There's a lot of dudes out there, well, from my experience, who skip that part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, Meh, I, I got mine, bye. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not right. <laughs> and that's not something. Peace forever. Yeah. Or I think forever. they're real good at that part or and think, they're not. Or think they like are God and did something. <laughs> right. And I'm like, but Did I behave like you did? <laughs> I'm wet, but not um, in a good way. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> But yeah, so a lot of, a lot of bad sexual experiences. And and that's such a bummer. Because like, I think, again, a lot of times it's just like, we're supposed to take what we're given and we're not supposed to pay up or ask, or even as women, we're not supposed to ask for what we want because female pleasure doesn't produce babies. <laughs> and 
good lord. Like, okay, so we're not having sex for babies. <laughs> but you still think that's the most important thing. And But anyway, I digress. But yeah, don't have bad sex. It's not worth it. And if there are men who are trying to have bad sex with you and they keep pushing and you just feel like that's all you should get or that's all you're deserving of, no, there's other people out there who want to make you come. <laughs> and sex toys. And sex toys. <laughs> this is this is so hard. This is like the first time. Wow, I didn't want to cry already. Fuck. Oh my god, I'm such a bitch. <laughs> but we love you. You know, I'm gonna uncensored edition. I'm gonna check myself. No, you're fine. Let it out. No. Let it out, baby girl. Bitch. No. Um, you bitch <laughs> Um, No, I'm just sitting here and I'm like, wow, like I, we, we started this podcast and I was like, I promised myself I was going to be like really authentic and like say the hard things because I wish someone said them when I needed to hear them. And I'm like hearing everyone talk and I'm like, wow, this is, it's so crazy how much being a fat woman has affected my life. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say the hard things and put it on the internet, which I'm low-key panicking <laughs> And I'm like, okay, like if you are family, please turn it off. Like we're not going to have this conversation ever. But I, I have Billy who is so amazing and our, um, our sex life, over the years has just gotten better and better which I think is amazing I think we continue to get to know each other and learn and grow and experiment and play and whatever and like Billy is so so safe but that environment for me could not be more uncomfortable it's so vulnerable like you're so exposed yeah And Billy tells me all of the time, like, I'm so in my head that I'm, like, not enjoying myself. And, like, you can't control that. Right. (laughs) Like, you literally, it's not like I'm like, oh, I can turn my brain off and, like, enjoy physical pleasure. Like, I don't believe my body's worthy of physical pleasure. I know. I know. So, so, you know, it's, it's this really crazy juxtaposition that like Billy is my safe space. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I'm safe when I'm with him. My house is my safe space. Like th- these are things that make me feel the best. Yet the place where I'm most unsafe is in my own body. Yeah. And how those two play together is so crazy. So, so, God, I really am. A bitch. Okay. (laughs) So while we're talking about it, I'm like, yeah, like me and Billy have super kinky sex. Yeah. And that's like our vibe. And we have fun and we play around and it's not serious. Um, We're always super safe. Communication is amazing. Like all of, like, I feel like we check every single box and yet I still can't accept anything that feels good unless there are also things that don't feel good mm-hmm. and it like i am a no there has to be pain in order to feel something yeah. and like it's it's fucked up that con i mean like there's nothing wrong with people who enjoy pain and pleasure right there's 
they're they're two sides of the same coin yeah. and like there's a reason kink is such a big thing and it's it's part of the community it's part of the trauma community right like th- it's nothing about that i think it's just for me i'm like oh i literally cannot feel like it doesn't feel good unless it hurts like i i'm so disconnected from my body that i like need the pain in order to bring my attention to my body to feel the good yeah I have a question for you now. Oh, God. And obviously you don't have to answer. But do you do self-pleasure? Oh, great question. That's a no. Yeah, because because <sighs> the whole disconnect, right? And, and, no. and needing someone else to give you pain in order to feel something good. Okay, so it's not like, it's not like I won't. But, like, I will find myself... I read so many smutty romances... Right? If, like, Billy's not home, I'll have the thought and I'll never act on it. Mm-hmm. Never? I'm not saying that I never have. Yeah. But. Huh. I'm trying to think the last time. I, I mean, I... to be fair, when I was younger, I definitely self-pleasured more than I do now. Me too. I, I enjoy that experience with an, uh, with others more. Okay. So, like, I will. but But I do still do it. And I'd probably... Family, if you aren't gone by now, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you should have left an hour ago. I, I mean, probably one to two times a week. One to two times a week, whereas in the past, it was multiple times a day, okay? Um, and of course, when I was young, like, couldn't get enough, right? Um, and That's so true. But, like, I, I've noted for myself, I go in and out of spurts of self-pleasuring. And it tends to be when I'm less connected with myself, when I'm less feeling sexual, when I'm, when I'm feeling less confident in myself, I, I don't. I don't. And when I'm feeling more sexual and I'm like turning myself on, I do it more, you know? And so I see that connection of myself of like, I give myself pleasure more when I am feeling in a better place with myself and I am feeling like I'm allowed to feel sexy. Mm. And I do it less when I'm not feeling sexy and when I'm disconnected from myself. Um, So I guess I wonder, because it seems like that could be an area to explore what makes you feel good. Yeah, I the... I don't know if I would actually follow through with it. Same. Okay, so trigger warning. The next thing that we're going to share does involve self-harm. Um, so Please skip ahead three minutes if you want to miss this part of the conversation. Yeah, yeah I think just through recovery, I've, I've, I've even gotten to the place where I'm using Billy and our relationship for self-harm. Mm. Like pushing myself past limits, not using safe words or cues or anything. Mm-hmm. And putting... Putting putting the two of you in like a weird position, maybe. Yeah. Because Billy doesn't know your limits unless you tell the limits, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can I ask you a hard question? Yeah. Were there other forms of self harm involved in your life as well? Yeah. Can I ask what? Yeah. I used to cut myself. Okay. I cut so, myself for years. Wow. Well, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, I everything was hidden because mm-hmm. yeah. I felt like I was too closely watched. Restricting fruit food yeah. was. For sure, self-harm. Uh, I do, I hair pick. Okay, same. So, yeah, I do a lot of hair picking. Didn't realize that. Um, and then, like, physical. I actually, <laughs> this is not funny. I'm sorry. No, um, okay. I We laugh through our traumas. Yeah. yeah, we do laugh through our traumas. I have this thing. Billy's the only person who's probably, like, really seen me do it. Where, like, if I'm getting so, I, like, hit myself in the head a lot. Okay, yeah. Not I won't, like, knock myself out. 
But like, I'm definitely punching myself in the head, and you're like, "Why are you punching yourself?" Yeah. But it's almost like a I can't control it necessarily. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. get it. Yeah, like my go-to was cutting myself for years. Yeah, like, words are just like things that would upset me. Like I'd put in on my body, or like, and if somebody found that, I'd move to a different part of my body. Yep. Like, and then once people found out about the cutting, like. I switched to overplugging my eyebrows because it still hurt and there was still pain and there was still blood. Mm-hmm. But it was more socially acceptable because now you had nice eyebrows. Yep. <laughs> and so I relate. I yeah. I didn't, I didn't actually realizing, I didn't realize the hair pulling mm-hmm. um, until su- super recent, like embarrassingly recent um, because at, at, um, at, uh, program they have a check-in sheet and one of the things was hair pulling i was like i don't pull my hair out of my head i was like oh that's not what that means and i only caught myself because i literally googled why am i pulling out like hair on my body and they're like because it hurts and i said yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if that ain't the truth i don't know what is yeah, yeah. yep because sometimes it's easier to feel that than to feel the emotions yeah 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 <laughs> So I want to ask a question um, that I know I've, you know, I know our topic is like love, lust, and learning, um, but I feel like this whole episode we've been learning things about each other. Um, when it comes to, and I think maybe I'm asking this of you, but then it kind of asks okay. everybody, um, when it comes to self-pleasure, is it something that apart from, you know, the disconnect and those kind of things that you struggle with is there is there a layer to it of is there is there any shame is there mm. is there I don't deserve to feel this good um I know for me like you know when I when I discovered that touching shit down there felt good when I was a kid I you couldn't stop me but I, that came with a lot of shame that came like yeah you're you, you find out it feels good and it's like oh you're not supposed to do that like okay well why right <laughs> like they don't tell you why you're just not supposed to right um and so of course you know you grow up with shame around you know making yourself feel good about your body feeling good right and then you know we're at this point now in our lives we're like oh yeah you know we we talk about it and you're it's fun to make yourself feel good right but we also again living in in you know in fat bodies we've we've been desexualized or we've been over sexualized or any mix of the two and just all the things. I don't know exactly where that question was going. No, I'm but. with you though. And I, and I truly think there was a point in time where it was like, I don't deserve, like my body isn't worthy of pleasure. I think I've done so much work around that, that now it's more so I'm so physically disconnected from my body that even if I do like pleasure myself and have a release and I come like it's, Okay. It's like lackluster. Mm-hmm. How yeah. often are you naked? I mean, I get dressed every day. Okay. <laughs> I get put into my pajamas at night. I need you to be naked I take more. a shower. I need you to be naked more. Get, girl, just... That's, that is when I started to get... I'll get back to my question for you, too. <laughs> that is when I, like... When I kind of got started on my, like self-love, self-acceptance, body acceptance journey, like, I just started getting naked. I was naked all the time. 
And I, I mean, these do know. You're the, shaking your head. Yes. Like she was, or you also did. She knows because I'm li- I'm oh. always naked. I'm always we naked. We went for a night at a hotel and it was me and brown panties. No, not even me and the little nighty, Rebecca and brown panties and Ellie fully naked. And I was like, look at the stages. Like, this was, a, this wasn't one time. We've been to several hotels now. <laughs> but like, normal. That's just how it is. Ellie's always naked. I've, I've seen all naked. of her. But that was never the case. That was never the case. There were literally, like during COVID, I literally would like, I would run into the shower. I would like take off my clothes and just run into the shower so I didn't have to look in the mirror. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Avoided mirrors at all possible. Like I would not look at myself. It's like when I started actually like looking at myself, like actually looking at myself, looking at my body, touching my body, and not just touching, you know, the parts that feel good, but just feeling my body. Like it, it, it took away a lot of the power that other people had had placed on me of of their feelings about my body mm. and and their perceptions about my body and just it allowed me to start thinking about how do I feel about my body gosh I know what you're saying is so important because I'm literally getting heart palpitations right now yeah. and I bet there are people <laughs> listening who are like oh fast forward yeah I feel like you are making steps towards it though because you're photographing yourself in clothing yeah. and yeah. Yeah. The clothing yeah. and you didn't used to do that right that is so true and so you know because I think about my journey which again started a decade ago but it was me first taking pictures of myself and editing those pictures to make them feel okay to me yeah because right? I, I would edit out my arm roll and then a couple years in I could stop editing my body right and then I started seeing myself on film and the familiarity I have now with what my body looks like based on the fact that I film myself so often. It's the same with my voice. I hated my voice for the longest time, but now I hear it all the damn time because I put out content. Uh-huh. But like, there, it needed to stop being alien to me. It needed to be something that I knew intimately. And not just by being inside of it, but by seeing it, mm-hmm. by hearing it. And the more I knew what my body looked like from multiple angles, the more it became mine. You know? And... And it's not necessarily freeing for everybody. So what works for me doesn't necessarily work for you, right? Yeah. But, but it might I did notice recently, and like the, ever since I had probably had surgery, I haven't really taken sexy pictures like I used to take. And, you know, I, I used to, you know, some of my friends, some pictures. I really don't anymore. And I, I'm feeling, uh, again, like I need to reconnect. I need to know what my body looks like now. So again. everything you just said boudoir shoot we're doing it like nobody right, I'm sorry go. nobody gets to let, say no. like, take buns but it's whipped cream and a boudoir shoe <laughs> <laughs> the idea no, of- I'm so serious like we need to because like when I did my first boudoir shoot it was so revolutionary for me it was like 100%. I saw myself in a completely different way and I didn't necessarily like all the photos but I looked at them and I saw myself for who I was and I was like oh like Damn girl, you fine. And it is hard, right? Because like so hard. our bodies look different when we're standing and then we sit. Yeah. Like our fat deposits, it's a, our, our bodies move, our pod our body stretching, etc. And again, when you're in it, you don't see it. And then you maybe like that's like whenever you see those random pictures of yourself from an angle you're not used to. Yeah, you're like, yeah. who is that? You're like, okay. And it always feels like a wildebeest, but like you're like, who is that? Because you just don't even know what that image, that 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 view of you looks like, that angle of you looks like. And we don't necessarily always know what we look like naked. But let yeah. me tell you, I will say, Caitlin's great because Caitlin is so affirming. Caitlin uh, Scott Boudoir, yeah, I was gonna if you're say- not familiar. Several of us are, we have, you haven't yet, right? Mm-hmm. I've gotten to shoot with her. You've shot with some other people. Yeah. But an affirming boudoir photographer 
And it might take it makes you feel good. 30 to 40 minutes yeah. to get into the groove of it. It might. And yet it's an experience that can't be replicated elsewhere, you know? Um, you might cry during it. Oh, you, I'm, the idea of it is actually making me want to cry right now. Yeah. I um, think you need it. Uh, why am, I swear I've never cried this much in my entire life. That literally, until, like, well, this, it changed my life. Same. This that. is what you same. said. You, you, well, this is the topic you said. You're not ready yet to come. Yeah, right? I did. Like, because you said, you've talked about like, kind of the, the disconnect with your body, kind of wanting to get back into movement, but not being ready yet to think yeah. about it. So it's okay. Like, this is something that's on your radar. And you don't have to do deal with it yet. Yeah. You know? But I do hope. Yeah. I do hope you see naked. it's worth. <laughs> I do hope you see it's worth. I'll be naked pursuing too. One hundred. Because you deserve to get all of that. You deserve to be connected with your body, and you deserve to feel pleasure. You know what's so crazy? Is I can agree with you. If we say everyone deserves to connect with their body. And everyone deserves but you to can't pleasure. individualize it. Yeah, fuck off, Allie. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing I told my therapist. They go, they go, okay, why can't you say for you? And I said, fuck off. <laughs> We're not even going there yet. But I can say everyone deserves to eat food and fuel their body. And everyone deserves to. I've been thinking that this whole time. I've been thinking that, and I haven't said it, that you're the first one who will... You're the first one who will say, we deserve to eat. We deserve to fuel our bodies. We Uh deserve to sleep. We deserve to rest. We, 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 we. All the way home. But do you know why we do that? It's because we've been through those times and we know how hard it is. And so we don't want others to feel the way we felt. True. And so it's so much easier to empathize for everyone else. Then it is for yourself. Yeah. So it's more of an empathetic view versus an actual, like, I can do this in practice. Well, no. There's also. We don't want you to hurt like we've hurt. 100%. And also, I still am not at the place where I can say, I deserve. I've gotten to the place where I say, You just said it. I didn't finish it. You said it. <laughs> I, I've gotten to the point where I can say everyone deserves and I'm not special. I'm part of everyone. That's, that's how I've gotten it. What if we, everyone and that includes me. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's take it, let's take it up. Write it down. Yep. Just write it down. Mm-hmm. Everyone and that includes me. Mm-hmm. Write it down. <laughs> well, I'm just writing the learning. Yeah. Like it's, the learning's not going to end. Is she writing it? She is writing it. And? Oh, she says, ma'am. That? <laughs> includes. And I want you to capitalize it. And next week, we're me. tattooing that on her forehead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not uncomfortable. I actually really well, love this. I do too. Because, you know, when we talk about love and learning, and we even said we want to finish this by thinking about, like, what does it mean to love and lust over yourself, right? Yeah. And... It can be surprising knowing you, okay? Knowing me. Knowing you and seeing how caring you are towards others, but also how well you walk them through their hard moments. Mm -hmm. Um, She constantly walks us through hard emotions, okay? Yes. And this is a hard emotion that you recognize for yourself, right? And maybe it's time to let us walk you through that hard emotion Mm -hmm. um, through a friendly boudoir session where you might cry. But, <laughs> but I but I do think like in the car on the way we're there. all gonna have limits. Like we're all gonna have these things that scare us, right? Like the moment I do think I might meet someone who can love me, please know I'll be fucking terrified. Mm-hmm. Oh, hundred percent. Because 
I've never had it, right? Like, and I'm going to probably second guess it 20,000 times. It's really going to take someone like Maria with our friendship that's like stubborn as hell. But, like, no, I'm loving you. Like, it's going to take that person to make me be like, oh, they might actually. Because what I've found is most people just leave and, you know. Don't fight the fight. I'm going to need someone to be there and be like, I'll be with you while you're scared. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's what we can be for each other. Yeah. I won't literally be in the bedroom with you while you're doing stuffs. Not that. But, but I'll be like. You are bedroom. Absolutely. Exactly. And I'll, I'll show like, up yes, when I can. Girl, look at that. Look yes. at that butt. I'll clearly be in where you need me to be. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we do like to watch. <laughs> we'll save that for another episode. We'll save that for another episode, oh ladies God, and gentlemen. Oh, no. Our our families are not ready for that one. Uh, oh, we will it's been s- <laughs> putting it back in the box. Putting it putting it back in the box. I I agree. I there. I have learned how to love myself, and I have learned how to lust after myself through intentionally learning, learn, learning. Mm-hmm how to love myself, how to, how to talk to myself better, how to, what I engage with, what I, what I say about myself, what I Mm -hmm. internalize, what I, what I allow in my, in my, you know, my daily life, in my, in the content that I consume, Mm -hmm. um, the, you know, the behaviors that I allow around me, um, my, in, within my boundaries, right? And very much in in learning to lust after myself has been in appreciating my body, in in being naked, in in feeling my curves, in feeling my soft parts. Like Rebecca said in, in one of our episodes, like she loves her softness, and that is something that I'm learning to love about myself because my body has changed and it looks different than it even did a year ago. And and I'm I'm having to learn to love it all over again. And yeah. and it's just through literally just exploring it exploring mm-hmm. it myself that it's like it it is yeah it, it's it helps me stay connected to it and I don't I keep like looking directly at you because I'm well, like yeah girl like, giving you like a lesson here but mm-hmm. like um I don't know like, I've just I'm I sometimes I feel so conceited because I'm like so in love with myself but like but, but I didn't used well, to be like that I yeah, was exactly. I was someone yeah. I was so it was insecure. hard work. I was so insecure. I was so like, I would rather be dead than be fat, than be this, than be that, than be unworthy, than be unlovable, than be whatever these people made me feel like, or, or that I internalized whatever, like I was so insecure. And now for me to, to be like, fuck yeah, I love myself. I'm naked all the time. I touch myself and like say it to whoever is listening. Like, and that's huge for me. I definitely feel like I'm learning and I have good days and bad days. I struggle with sometimes feeling unlovable just because I haven't gotten that in return while also recognizing that I'm in a place where I don't accept bad love, you know, like fake love, false love. And so it it really kind of goes back and forth. And there's, I've definitely improved from who I was in my twenties and I've gotten better at communicating with people. And I think what I struggle with is just feeling like, people come to me um unhealed and yeah. and that's normal but also like I, I just want people to come to me without doing harm and and mm. I don't always get that and 
and I'll be mad at myself for letting them in when really there's I can't control other people's behaviors you know and so kind of giving myself grace when people treat me the way I don't didn't want them to and then being willing to walk away if that's the case um and so I feel like I'm in the best place I am in have been in to give somebody appropriate you know respectful love and lust growth with them which sounds so like teacherly of me to say but like I feel like I'm in the best place I've ever been to give that to someone. I just haven't met someone who gives it appropriately yeah. back, mm. you know? And and that is, you know, I always feel like I'm not on time for life. So, you know, it, it doesn't surprise me that I feel like I'm here and I'm not meeting people at the same place, you know? Um, but I, I still, it's, it's cyclical. I have to keep coming back and keep connecting and keep checking in on myself because sometimes I have the energy, sometimes I don't, you know? And that's just, that's just life. That's just life. I think I'm still learning in that at a very early age, I was taught that, like, I was big. I was huge. Like, I remember one time when I was at my parents' house and I was sitting on my first boyfriend's lap, but my mom came in and she was like, you're squishing him. (laughs) And he was like, we're fine. And they were like, no, that looks, that's inappropriate. And it's, like, embarrassing. Like, you should never do that. And I was like, okay, so... That didn't, you know, set a whole thing in my mind, like, now I should never be on top of someone. Yeah. <laughs> so, a lot of my sexual experiences even haven't really involved that, just because I am afraid. Like, I, why would I want to be on top of you if I'm going to squish you? And so now having a partner who is like, I want to feel your weight. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird to me. I'm like, mm-hmm. but I'm going to hurt you. And he's that was like, revolutionary no, for me as well. Yeah. I want it. And, like, he's taught me so much, like... Even when we're just hanging out, like, he'll rub my belly or he'll, like, flop it or, like, rub my thighs. And I'll be like, I love your big fat thighs. And I'm like, why? <laughs> like, <laughs> who? Where? And so just, like, learning that type to love my body through someone else's eyes has been really interesting, too. So mm-hmm. it, I think it's a never-ending journey. And I think we're all, like, unlearning and learning new things. And I think it's a matter of holding on to those ones that are really important and giving yourself a little grace along the way. Mm-hmm. I'm learning everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm events like a war. You've been through it today. <laughs> yeah, wow, I did not sit down. I, I feel like it's always the episodes that I least expected. Right. I'm like, oh my God, we did not need to show that much crazy today. <laughs> I honestly want to give you homework. Oh. Yeah, I want to be like, like just homework. go stand naked. And go get naked. <laughs> and I mean it. And I mean, like, don't look at yourself from like a sexualized point. Just literally stand in the mirror, look at yourself and be like, look at my legs. These help me walk through the day. Look at my arms, like they I will say, carry the weight of every day. I like, am, I, I'm definitely at the point where I can do, I can do appreciation work for body functionality. Like yeah. I'm thankful for my eyes because yes. they allow me to see the world and my loved ones, and I'm thankful for my arms because I can hug those that I care about. Like I can do that layer. So do it, and now do it naked in front of a mirror. And tell me those other parts of your body and what they do that are functional for you. I hear you. Because, like, what if you even change it to, like, I'm thankful for this because it makes me feel good. It makes my husband feel good. Like, what if you even just put in put in some sexual factors to it? <laughs> I'm so sorry. 
I don't know if the mic picked that up. But, you know, I should probably just try. Just try. Your whispers <laughs> are Maria's normal talking. Yeah. Do the baby. Okay, I I hear what you are saying, and I will let you know when I feel like I'm ready to take that next That's step. But it is not tonight. And it's most likely not tomorrow, but uh, I hear you. And I, and I know that there's, and I know there's something better for me. I know there's something better than what I have now. And uh, I think that's part of recovery, right? Mm -hmm. Is knowing that there's a better way to live your life. So, uh, yes. And I need a little time. And keep adorning your body in clothes that make you happy. Yeah. Time. You know, like it, That's fun right I now. Say, it, feels like, it feels like you're in the adorning well, like fun phase. With fashion. You know? yeah, yeah, fun with fashion. For yeah. sure. But um, I am going to get you naked. We're doing it. Okay. <laughs> I'll help. Not today. Not today. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a two weeks heads up. Oh, but two, you might not actually everybody want to give me that bunch of a heads up. Because then I'll. Then she'll run away. Panic. And... No, because we'll find you something cute to wear first. Okay. Yeah, I will say when I did boudoir, I started very covered at first in my boudoir. I started like a a little nighty and then moved towards less and less clothing as I got comfortable. For sure, for sure. I I sat and talked with Caitlin for about 30 minutes, just tits out. Yeah, some people that's on Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Tuesday for you. Yeah. I will say I have done I have done some sexy photos with like my friends before. Cool. So I do have like some. Yeah. Um right now. I well, I'm gonna say and great. Are we gonna Everyone finds Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right. For our listeners, well, they are back. currently undressing. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, the work <laughs> the work continues. Love and lust doesn't end here, right? And so I love all I of hope you. you enjoy this little Valentine's chat and it gave you some things to think about. And um and for you to ultimately come down to I think on all of our stories, it comes down to ourselves, right? How are we feeling yeah. with ourselves? What are, we, what are we able to allow ourselves? What, what have we explored with ourselves? And the exploration really doesn't end. You know, it just keeps going. So thank you for watching. I always forget to say this at the beginning, but please like and subscribe. Share with a friend. <laughs> Your voice went Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. I feel like I'm a shiller. Chill, 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 chill. But yeah, please like and subscribe and share with a friend. Share with someone that could maybe use this conversation. I also want to remind you, if you don't have a Valentine this Valentine's Day, be your own. You deserve it. Go buy yourself the chocolates. Hang out with us. Watch it with us. Eat your chocolates. Hang out with us. Pick yourself some flowers. Buy yourself a coffee. You buy yourself flowers. Yes. She did. Just went to Grammys for that. (laughs) That was my God Dump song. You know what, though? I fucking loved her. I loved her when she was performing and she goes, I just won my first Grammy. I'm like, you know what? Yes, clap for yourself. Buy yourself flowers. Be your own fucking Valentine. We're fat. We're fat. We're friends. And we'll see you next time. Happy Valentine's Day. Bye. Bye. Bye.